Welcome, friends, to the Soul Talk podcast, a show where we explore and uncover the path to the heart, amplifying your conscience. Join me as we meet incredible souls who are in this journey and learn from their experience and different methods that will make you vibrate your heart. Let's get into it. Hi, welcome back, everyone. We're in Soul Talk. My name is Monica Ramirez, and we're here to empower you and open your conscience a little bit more every day. And we have a very special invite for the second time. We have Pei Jin from Japan, correct? Um, I'm in Malaysia right now. (laughs) Malaysia, okay. So she is really an authentic human being. And that's what we're going to be talking today. And I really appreciate you accept my invitation for Soul Talk. And, And thank you for being here, Paige. Thank you for having me, Monica. It's always a pleasure to, you know, be on your show and talk to you. Our topic today is going to be how true you are to yourself. And do you know what it is that being true to yourself? So, Paige, thank you so much. And let us know what it for you means being true to yourself. Because for everybody, there's no a simple one truth. There are different troops for everybody. But it is interesting to know different uh, how everybody thinks about that. What is being true to yourself? Being true to myself usually means that um, I'm doing things that is following my heart and soul. It's more like it's not based on logical, like a lot of people like think of like operating in a daily life, like based on logical senses and so on. And like, it's like, like what is right, what is wrong. But what is right, what is wrong. I think the most important is from the heart. Like when you feel things is right and then you do it because you believe that it is right. Yeah, I think that is living to your true self. But at the same time, how do you know is your true self and is not influenced by the society, by parents, by TV, by, by the external influences that we get? That that's where we get lost. What is the true self, right? Definitely, yes. Um, and that's why I mentioned like not just based on logical, like you know, deduction, like you know, based on all the facts and so because that is always about. Like when you're basing things on facts and stuff like that, it is more like you are taking on opinions of others. Like what other people are saying, like right or wrong, and then you base your action on that. And when you are following your heart, like that little nudge, like in the in the center of your heart, like when sometimes you feel that, that is where you feel like, like that is where the soul is talking to you. Sometimes I just like, Think of it that way. That's what that works amazing uh, with people. I'm not being denying what you're saying. I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. And but I know when we work with clients, you and me, you know, and we work mm-hmm. with all this uh, finding themselves and so forth. You're a Reiki master. You're teaching in Reiki, so you know about energy and so forth. Mm-hmm. But many people they are not in contact with themselves. They don't even know who they are how they're going to be true to themselves. They're trying to, if they're people pleasers, 
they're not being true to themselves. Oh, come on, we have those kind of clients all the time. Yes, yes. And um, how would you work with a client like that? So I can get what you mean because I was a people pleaser back then, like in my early 20s. Um, I always like, you know, do anything to get attention, to get, you know, um, praises and so on. Um, I think the first step for all of those who want to find themselves is to actually set a proper boundaries, like, you know, to, to actually put themselves first, like have the boundaries to like, you know, I want to take care of myself more than those people I want to please. I think that would be the first step. You have to decide, like you come first in a certain situation. It can be small situation, like um, doing something that makes you happy rather than spending more time to do things for others. Mm, it can be a, like, you know, it can be hard to start, but it can start from the small things. And at the same, well, what I advise a lot of my clients is to journal who you are, what do you like, what you, not what other people tell you that you should like or you should be. True, very true journaling, meditation, um, all those work, because these are like time that you give to yourself to discover who you are. Ask yourself questions sometimes, um, like, you know, let's say like, you know, ask yourself like even the simple stuff, what is your favorite food? Like what is your favorite color? And decide for yourself instead of, um, you know, trying to, let's say, take on your favorite things from those people you love. Uh, yes, completely agree. I, I'm more, I'm thinking right now in my time when I was married and when I was, and that I should like certain foods or I should like certain flavors or colors or things like that. And after you get out of that marriage or you end that relationship, that's when you say, oh, I don't like the colors of my walls or, oh, I really do not like that fruit or that vegetable. It's like, why you continue buying it? <laughs> if I'm not even with that person, it takes you a while actually to, to find the true self because for a long time you were doing what to please others and or not provoke a fight or just leave a step to school, let's put it like that, and, and be accepted as a good wife or some good mother, what, what a good mother should be or look like or so or feel like. Mm -hmm. And that's where we get confused, right? Definitely. And I think sometimes social media do play a big part as well as you spend time there and you see what everyone else are doing and they got tons of likes and so on. And you feel like, hey, I should do that too, even though that might not really align with you. I'm not saying that people should not try. Like if you see like, hey, that is a cool thing. Like I want to try, then by all means try and discover whether you like to do it or not. If you do not like it, then why are you continuing it? Yes. That's where we get confused when uh, we have all these fears at the same time. The fears can contribute mm -hmm. to stop being true to yourself. Correct. Yes, definitely. Yeah, all the influences, um, not just social media, but also TV and, you know, everything like, you know, your people around you tell you, um, your bosses. Yeah, I have a big part with my bosses, like, you know, my boss, like, you know, know how to 
not say manipulate, but he knows how to um, make people do things that he wants us to do, like make his staff do things that he wants us to do. And then um, eventually we get caught up with it. And yeah, that was like recently, I, I actually like sit with myself and reflect back on those times and was like, wow, I did a lot of things that I actually did not want to do. <laughs> yeah. But at least you're honoring yourself when you notice that you're doing that you what you don't want to do. Like when I noticed the colors of my house, they were like totally dark and so forth. And in fact, I bought a house with almost very dark. When I I like windows, I like light, I like, you know, and why even I bought a house like that? Because that's what my ex would like it. He liked it more dark. He didn't want, he don't like the sun and he likes it more cold. And we still live in Texas, so it's gonna be hot. So, but do we even make a big investment thinking that, oh, I would like the darkness. I would like not having the sun and I would like the colors of my walls dark at the same time. And that's when you realize how I was, how much I was lying to myself that I was living happy. True, true, yeah. Thinking about like, you know, um, <laughs> things that I did as well, like um, I do, because I also stayed with my mom for a long time and I compromised a lot. And yeah, like it was only like last two years that I broke out of, like kind of like I moved out of the house and then I discovered more and more things that I can do and that I like, like, you know, parents that they are sometimes overprotective and they'll be like, oh, you can't, you can't, you, you, sh you should not cope because you can't cope. Like, I, I always like, this is a big one. Like, you can't cope. And I always think that I can't cope. And um, after I move out on myself, like, on my own, like, I start to need to cope because it's part of, like, survival and so on. And then I discovered that I'm actually, I can make pretty good food. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes, like, other people's words can stay with you. And... At this time, if you feel like you want to try doing something, if you feel like, hey, um, there is this little nudge in your heart, like saying that, hey, I, I am curious. Like the curiosity is something that you everyone should follow, you know? Like just try it. Like as long as it doesn't harm you, does not harm other people, try it and see how it goes. And sometimes you might discover new parts of yourself that you were never given chance to explore back when you were with someone else, you know? Mm -hmm. And those are the, the, the ones we call them programs, precisely mm -hmm. because it get programmed to us that we're not good enough or not, uh, or we don't deserve this, or we don't mm -hmm. deserve the, the best job or the best mate or the best dress or whatever it is that we, we want, or we can earn that job or whatever. And, uh, and that's where it gets, when we finally we get rid of those programs, we, if we observe it, we can, we can change them. But if we're not observing it, it's like, oh, no, I can't cook. Or I, oh, no, I can't open the windows. Or, oh, no, I can't do those kind of stuff. It becomes a program that we can grow old and die in whatever program it is. Because the old generations, actually, they did they did die with the old programs because they did not realize the life that they were living. It was not what they, it was, it was real, yeah. right? Absolutely. Yeah, and programming, there's also a lot of fears that is preventing someone to 
you know, step out and explore because it always comes from the fear space. Like my mom told me that I can't go because he, she is afraid that I will burn, out, burn down the house. And I'm always afraid of the fire. Then I was just like, oh no, I can't, I can't cook because I might burn down the house, you know? Like there is always that fear. Like maybe you mentioned that you can't open the window because there is the fear programming over there. Like if you open the windows, maybe bad things going to happen to you. Like if you notice that pattern, like, um, yeah, like to anyone listening, if you notice that pattern, that there is that fear that is preventing you from doing that thing you might feel excited or curious about doing, then why not try it a little bit? Like, you know, you don't have to take 10 steps. Like if you, like me, like cooking, um, I did not start with cooking a big meal. I did not start with like making a whole turkey or something like that. I start with cooking an egg and I'm fine with cooking an egg. And I'm just like from there progressing, you know? Yeah, small step is very, very important to deprogram ourselves. This reminds me of when my son moved back, uh, he's 25, and, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm very busy, I work from home, but I'm always very busy. And one day I told him, okay, can you cook this meat, please, so we can have dinner when we finish? Mom, I only know how to do a price steak, and that's it. And I'm like, okay, do it. And like, are you sure? Well, you said that you only know how to do this. Like, do it. And I just trust that he was going to do a great job. Oh, now he's doing very sophisticated meals. <laughs> like the one that did not believe enough in himself that he could do something, but he was just needing someone that trusts him. And, and, and unfortunately, unfortunately, mothers are very intricate in this and how much we believe in ourselves. If mm-hmm. the mother actually told you oh you're not good uh my mother used to say I was a terrible woman I was a terrible mother I was a terrible daughter I was terrible in everything so it was it took a lot to actually believe in me and uh and now that she's gone I can say you know I am a great woman I am a great artist I am a great mother I am a great cook I am a great this I'm a great that because I don't have any more the influence but how many people are still following what the mother is the same because the mother is usually not all the time is the one that mm-hmm. takes care of us. In certain mm-hmm. cultures, that's how it works. In the Mexican culture, at least that's the majority, it's changing, but still mm-hmm. at least my, my generation is still the mother. Mm-hmm. That is the one that have that big influence in all of us. And, and our limiting beliefs, it is created by, by them. Same um, over here is usually also mothers, but fathers have like more strict rules and like they, they'll be working, they don't care, but um, moms would be the one who is like um, trying to raise us with the so-called right morality and, you know, taking care of us and so on. So yeah, same here. And that takes also to the programs of how the females should act and how they should and that's what it has got us stuck for so, so long. I don't agree with the feminism because that's too extreme. But mm. also at the same time, it has got us stuck for so long. We lost our power. We lost who we truly want to be. Yes, totally. Um, yeah, like that is something very interesting over here um, because my country over here, um, most women still don't have like they do hold some 
good position, but women working are generally being a, not to say looked down upon, but not a not like getting a very good um reputation. Like if the woman is working, then they are not taking care of the family and child. Most of the time, are like older people that tends to think that. And I think yeah, that is something that. It can change, but I think women like us all need to make the change ourselves. Like we can't just say that hey, we should change and do nothing. Like if you're talking about that, then nothing will change. Like we have to take the action. Like take back our power. Like how say, if you really feel like you should work, then do go out and and do work and do your best at your work. You know, and and you know if you want to get a high position, do your best at it. And if a woman want to, you know, um, stay home and have like a kids and take care of their kids and be the best mom, you should be as well. I think these are like the choices women should make, and women have the power to make. Like we all have to believe in ourselves about that. Yeah, and that happens when we're really true to ourselves. Mm. Yes, if we're if we're not true to ourselves. We're just going to follow the patterns that they, or the patterns, uh, the programs that they implanted on us because we accept them. Mm-hmm. And later on, it can happen with teachers, it can be it happen with politics, it can happen with influences a lot of, in Facebook or in any mm-hmm. social media. I, I remember the conspiracy theorists. Mm-hmm. They, uh, that's a, a rabbit hole that it is, it can get you stuck. Yes, it can make you think outside of the box, but it can mm-hmm. make you inside and on a hole, <laughs> like a rabbit hole. And you can lose yourself in, in following others without you thinking what it is right. Correct? Definitely. So I personally, I do always encourage, like I got friends who is like, um, I have this, like, you know, I'm I looking at this patient, they're saying like this, this, this. I always be like, do you believe it's true? Like, I always ask them, like, what do you believe? Like, uh, my friends, my clients, like, because it does not matter what other people say is true. Do you believe it's true? Does that work for you? Yeah, how does that change your life? Yeah, <laughs> ask them. Yeah, and they'd be like, go back and think about that. <laughs> Very deep question, I know. But I believe those questions are important. Are important that everybody asks themselves, do I truly believe this is true? Or what this idea is coming from? It is coming mm-hmm. from the TV or mm-hmm. a group of friends that I'm trying to fit in. Or it comes from a, a, the church that is saying that energy and all what we do is diabolic because they do not understand it. It comes mm. from the a lot of times of other people, right? Definitely. Yeah, people do tend to fear what they don't understand. So, yeah, definitely. Yes, or when we're trying to feel. Yes. It comes definitely. from the people pleaser. I, I do understand fitting in is a very important part of humanity because like back it's like kind of like the genetic inheritance we get from our ancestors. Like back then we have to fit into a group in order to survive. Because you know, lone wolf, you can't survive for long. If you get outcast from your villages, you got outcast from 
you know, your group, you might die, like, you know, get beat, like, got, get um, eaten by the wild animals, you know. Um, but right now, nowadays, it's not necessarily true anymore. And I think that we need to choose our, how to say, our community better. We have to think for ourselves and choose the community that really fit for us. I remember we just passed our, our big experience in 2020 when we were all the world was in lockdown and we were needing to the community it was just online because we could not see anyone how was how would you feed that to be true to yourself when you're not having the external influence in person at least Mm -hmm. as much and there was a lot of chaos and fear in the tv and in the news and so forth we didn't know what it was happening in march and 2020. march of 2020 i i literally at that stage it was strange for me because i literally quit my job and flew to a new country for a new beginner like at that at the time when the whole thing gone down i was just like you know it's time for a new start and i in a new country, I do not know anyone. <laughs> um, I am very grateful that I still have um a few friends, like a few friends that keep me grounded at that part at, at the point. Yeah, but yeah, like physical community is tough. Like in those times, I, I do understand. Um, I think that led me to build up some of the online community as well. Like I think in 2020, that's where I get to know you and you know the rest of you know, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's it's a like it can be fearful, but that can be if you see that as an opportunity, you might find a new community of your own. But you have to step out of that comfort zone, like not relying on the same old people in your life, and um, be a little bit more brave to show yourself. Yeah, the more you show yourself, the more you um, act yourself to allow yourself to indulge in things that you like and talk about things that you like, the more you get to attract people who are close, like closely matched to your vibe at the moment. Like yes. school to like. Yeah. I do agree on that. And in the process of being true to yourself, Sometimes you have to let go people in your life. It doesn't matter. And it might be painful. It might be your family. It might be your husband or your boyfriend. Or it can be your best friend. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that might be very painful and scary at the same time. Definitely. Yeah, I, I did let go of some of my old friends back then as well because they do not agree with um, how I want to live my life. Like I want to quit my job. I want to start a new life in um, Japan back then and eventually I dive into spirituality and you know start with the business and not everyone can understand like especially from my own life not everyone can understand what I'm doing now so um, sometimes we have to let those go because if we hang on to them we are literally stumping our growth we are actually holding ourselves back and at the same time you're not being true to yourself yeah true to yourself is yeah like true to yourself is knowing when you want to let go when you need to let go of people who are not good for you as well now let's dive in in 
why it is important to, to be true to yourself. Why is it important to be true to yourself? I think, I literally think that is a person's superpower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you're true to yourself, you gain that confidence, you be doing things that make you happy. And when one a person is happy, they can do so much more than when a person is not happy. Like I compare like myself nowadays doing what I love, you know, every day I actually like go to bed knowing that I'm doing something I love and it's helping people. And the next morning I can wake up more energized and excited like, hey, I'm going to help more people. I'm going to, you know, um, do these things that I love doing, you know, that is more energy into the daily life compared to if you are like compared to my days, like back in the work. Like I'm doing things just because everyone tell me to do, um, going get a nine to five, you know, so that you get a stable life. I would think some of those days are actually depressing. I don't think I have depression, but I do can I can see some of those days where it's like dark and I'm just like not motivated and I have to drag my feet to work. Wow, like that's a big difference. Yeah. So yeah, like be true to yourself is in a way, superpower, it helps you to gain more energy and more excitement for your daily life. Yes, I, I do agree. And something that I have noticing with me, that mm. every I have to break a pattern or a cycle to be true to myself and honoring me. I, mm. I go to a dark night of the soul. And for the ones that don't know what is a dark night of the soul, it is you're going into that transition, accepting a new state of conscious, a new idea, a new well-being, and just breaking that pattern. Sometimes it is scary. It is painful. You have your ego uh, bothering you and telling you, oh, no, ego doesn't like change. So you're going to that transition. But when you get out of that, because it just, it can be a few days, it can be a few weeks, so it can be a few months, more than you hold in and not honoring your emotions is going to last longer. But once you come out of there, that's when you actually you are being true to yourself and it feels in your body, in your being, your, your state of mind is completely different than the being that you were before that dark night of the soul. How has been your, your experience with that, with the dark night of the soul? Wow, my dark night of the soul... I think that lasted a few, at least one to two years. I was in denial of that and um, constantly trying to numb myself. Um, I, I don't do like drugs or alcohol, but I do numb myself like, in the ways of like doing work, workaholic over here, I know. <laughs> and um, I do treat myself to occasional highs to going to concert and so on because those are high energy and I like them and that kind of like justify, I use that as a justify, justifier for the work that I have to do in order to get the money, you know, so that I can go to different places to see concerts. Yeah. So it lasts few years for me. And um, I do think, yeah, it was, a, I would say a struggle, not exactly a struggle, but it was tough. Like you just feel like something is not right in your life. But at the same time, your denial will go into like, 
nah, we have to do this. Like, you know, this is the right thing to do. Like, that was the programming I have. Like, this, like, doing, living the life that you have to live, like, nine to five is the right thing to do. Like, you know, you have to follow this pattern. Everyone goes through it. Not everyone gets to do work they love for life, you know? Like, that is something that I always hear. Like, not everyone have, can get the work they like to do. Not everyone can get their dream job. So I get stuck with the bad one. I always convince myself that. So it took about one, two years to really break out of it. And um, for me, when I broke out of it, is when I find myself in like a travel, like solo traveling. Mm. And I started going solo trips um, to Japan. Um, and I continuously um, going to the trips. And I, each time I go, I decide new parts of myself. And that is like, I, I discover new ways to live my life. Like, why am I letting myself stuck in that cycle? And, you know, everyone's saying that you can't have your dream job, but what if you can do something that you like and you can live with that? Like, you know, back then I was like thinking about studying Japanese and, you know, working in Japan, maybe I might be more happy. And at the end, like, when I was in Japan in 2020, I discovered that it's an, just another excuse to get myself back into the cycle. So I, that's why I decided to not find a job and started uh, my spiritual business. And here I am, you know? Yeah. It talks yeah. about. Then basically, it is about uh, just to recap for everybody what they mm -hmm. should start doing so they can find their true self. What do you will suggest? What I will suggest, find out um, what makes your soul sick from even just the smallest thing, like, you know, what makes your soul sink. I think that is like a big indication on who you are or what you, what you like, at least. Hmm. So why? Why you wake up from bed? Why hmm. you want to do what you want to do? It is just bringing money into the house and paying the bills and getting old and die, or why? Because it makes you. What is your passion? True. Why? And I always suggest to my clients journal. And why it is journal for me? What I what I tell them is like because you sit down, and you start thinking, okay, why this is bothering me. And you start thinking on that and then you're like, oh, I have to cook or I'm hungry or I want to go to the bathroom or I haven't done this or I haven't paid these bills or I haven't this and that. And we get distracted. But when we're journaling, you're actually focusing in, in the thought that why this is bothering me. And don't let it go until you finish it. And then you can go and eat or go to the bathroom or do whatever you want to do. That's why I always suggest to my clients, journal is the best medicine that I have found. It's the best therapy that you can find. It doesn't matter with which coach or healer or, or guy that you go, guru, whatever. Yeah. That's the best guru because you're, you're the best guru you can find. It is yourself. Yeah. I do always encourage my um, clients to journal as well, especially when they are, like not a lot of people can get used to meditation, like sitting there and just like being with your thoughts and so on. So journaling 
give like a sense of purpose that like you are writing those thoughts down. So yeah, like that is a very good a very good way to allow one to discover themselves. Like because when you're writing down, sometimes, especially when you go into that trance and write down something, you might not even consciously think about, or you might might not consciously let yourself admit to yourself. Sometimes we all have a lot of like protective layers. And to get through that, sometimes we have to get into that trance. Yes, that, that is true. Sometimes it is automatic writing. That's one way of channeling. And mm-hmm. we all channel. Every single human being do it. Where there is no more special people than others, we're all the same. The only difference it is that when you're understanding what is that your channel um, automatic writing is one way of channeling. That's why mm-hmm. you you get lost with yourself, and that's what you're doing in that moment. And you're talking directly to your guides, higher self, God, angels. I don't know whoever you're connecting to. And we're all different. In that part, we're all different. Yeah. And uh, and that is guiding you at the same time. Definitely, yeah. You mentioned, you mentioned to me that you were going to be having a Reiki class in June. Yes, right? um, Reiki class um, starting on June 5th my time, which is, I think, June 4th on the U.S. timing. Yeah, so um, Reiki is like Reiki level 1, 2 to master. is a 14-week course with um, 14 weeks. That is 12 lessons with two breaks. Um, during the breaks, we'll have practices and, um, you know, suggestions for you to work with Reiki on your own. Of course, I, I am a Reiki master, so I know what is Reiki, but many people are still trying to understand what is Reiki. So, can you give uh, an explanation what is Reiki? Definitely. So, Reiki, from my definition, okay, I because I know that there is a lot of like tons of different definitions of Reiki online that you can find. But my definition, Reiki is um, basically spiritual energy that everyone has a connection to. Perhaps um, some people might find that they are hard to, they have a hard time to channel Reiki, but that is because of a lot of like those programming, those um, things, like those um, energy that is standing in their ways to receive or, you know, to, to channel that energy in. Those, the spirit energy is actually um, from your own source and it can help one to heal the physical body and then the mental, emotional, spiritual body as well. Yes. And, uh, and what is the difference? Even if, uh, if I know, but many people will ask this question. Mm-hmm. It is nice that it comes from you that you say, why is the level one, two, and three? Okay, so um, different levels is focused on different parts um, of, if you look at yourself, okay? So level one is uh, more on focusing on yourself, on the physical body. Then level two, we goes into focusing on emotional and mental body, as well as if you are, um, you know, helping others, that is like helping with um, wider audience. Like level one is yourself and your immediate family. Level two is with by the audience you can send to, let's say, your friend who live in the opposite side of the globe. You can send Reiki that way. And then um, on the level three is more of the Reiki mastery, 
which means that um, the person would have a good understanding of Reiki itself and be able to um, go on the journey, you know, with Reiki from there. Like, you know, you can use Reiki doing whatever you feel like doing. And in personal body wise, it's like spiritual energetic body healing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Yeah. Now, uh, trying, I'm trying to think of the way of if you, we all had energy, everything around us is energy. And uh, if you see it or you feel it or not, that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Now, I believe that's a, that's a reality and that's a truth. Of course, I have, I have, feel, I have heard difference with this with atheist people that do not believe in energy. That's the truth, it's respectable. But with people that we believe in energy, this mm. is this is where it is for us. And energy also can help you find your true self because you are energy. You are the true self. You're we're not this physical body that we see here. We are that same energy. Yes. Reiki also can help you find your true self. Can you tell us a little bit more how, please, Paige? Definitely. So, um, of course, using Reiki, um, I personally like to use Reiki for deep programming. And we have established earlier, like, programming is what um, kind of, like, not say make us into doing something, but it programming form a belief system in, in us that we believe that we have to do that in order to achieve a certain parts in life, like certain things in life, yeah. So using Reiki to deprogram yourself helps you to, like as much, like when you deprogram yourself more, you will see your true essence, like in a brighter sense. I hope I don't get what I mean. Like, you know, the more you take away the gung and things that is like wrapping around your, your essence, the more you'll be able to see yourself in your true light. And when you do that, I, I think that there's nothing that can undone it. <laughs> it's like clean an onion. The onion has layers and layers and layers. And when you're taking the programs out, you're taking those layers from that onion so you can get yeah. to the heart. And the true heart is your essence, your energy, your true being. It doesn't have to do anything with this physical body. And that's why we believe that we are, some of us, not everybody, that we're involved because if we go with science, energy can't be destroyed, only it can be transformed. Definitely. Yeah, transformed from one shape to another. So, yeah. And um, it might not be resonating with everybody, but this is what many of us, we believe. And if we want to be true to ourselves, well, at least I want to be true to myself, this is my truth, right? And mm -hmm. I will be posting the links under, underneath the, the description of this video. So like that, if you're interested to be taking uh, the Reiki classes with Paige, and she can teach you about, about Reiki and how to transform yourself and how to help others. It has your calling. It has the true self uh, talking. So 
you can and you can master this energy of healing and deep core healing and uh, she can be helping you out with this thank you i will be it's a pleasure if anyone would like to join and um hopefully this reiki journey will help you to um, discover parts of you that you might not even know before because it did help me that way like um i did not um like when i learned reiki i did not envision like how much it helped me in my daily life so i hope that it would you know help um those of you who are interested in joining as well and something that i came to understand when i was learning all these different methods of healing and so forth i did not start it because i wanted to create a business or created to, I wanted to heal my dog or the neighbor or my mother or whoever it were. I was trying mm -hmm. to heal myself. So uh, that's how I started all this. Because you're going to truly find that real mm -hmm. essence that is that the core of you, who through you, through you, you are. And you're not going to be so afraid of not being authentic. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, for me, when I started learning Reiki is um when I was trying to heal, I would say like kind of a broken heart, but um not from love, but it's from friendship that I broke a friendship and I was like using Reiki to help me get over the person and the hurt that I experienced. And yeah, eventually I find myself here as a Reiki master and, you know, uh, working with all the beautiful people, all, all my beautiful clients and um, seeing each of their journey is the whole process is very beautiful like you can start with one thing and then it will lead to lead to a bigger picture i really like that yes and talking about being unique and original that has to do also to be true to yourself again we bring it back because i believe that's the essence of everything and when we're trying to be original or, or unique what happens? Tell us, Paige. Um, I'm not sure about everyone's experience, but when I am being original and unique, I actually got shunned by my peers a lot of times. Like growing up, people just do not like you when you are doing something out of normal. Like they'd be like, what are you doing? Are you crazy? Or are you trying to get attention? Um, but it is like, to me, I always find it like, no, it's just something that I want to do. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, being unique, being original sometimes might get you that um, negative looks, those things that you might fear a lot, that it might affect you a lot. But yeah, like I would say like keep on doing yourself, keep on you know, doing what you want to do because eventually you will find people who aligns to you and those people will encourage you those will be people who will, you know, um, like they, they believe in you because of what you do. And you can't find those people until you are actually being the true you. Because most other people who might say naysaying to you, they are the people who, let's say, they, they are stuck in the look of themselves. It's not a bad thing, like they are stuck in their look as well. But at the same time, even if you don't find anyone, you have to be continue being true to yourself because we can't be alone ever. Ever. We are we always have our entourage around us all the time. Mm -hmm. 
close your eyes and, and ask yourself any questions and you're going to find the answer. And where do you think that answer is coming from? Yes, it comes from your true self, that energy that we're talking, but that energy connected to everything in the universe, to all your guides, to ascended masters, it is to your soul family, et cetera, et cetera. And that's where you're getting all your answers. That's why when you're channeling in a journal and the mm-hmm. same connecting to that source energy, that, mm-hmm. uh, that even if we, no one is accepting us and everybody's judging us, mm-hmm. you have to still honor yourself. True. Even if you have to let go everything and shed all the onions peel all the layers of the onion and this is scary i'm not gonna deny it yeah it is definitely scary but i do think that when you shed all those um layers and you find yourself it is something that you will find yourself can't give up like you can't pick back up those like you know that you can't take back up those layers and paste it back onto yourself. It is impossible because the essence of you is so beautiful, so bright that you will want to continue protect it, continue to shine it at that at that way or even brighter. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, yeah. At the same time, to something that I remember when I wake up and I start realizing that I was not a victim that I was needing to own myself. And I, I told my teacher in that time, I say, I wish I can go back and be the old me, the one that was asleep and the one that, uh, that was lying to herself all the time. Because mm-hmm. then it was it was less painful to realize that, oh my God, I provoke all this to myself. <laughs> oh my God, how oh, I choose all this that, and I can't be the victim anymore. So I can't lie to myself anymore. So, and this is what you're saying at the same time. I have the same realization. Like, sometimes I'll look back at the um, old self and be like, well, that life seems simpler, but it is not something that I want to go back to because, yeah, it just does not feel right to continue. You know, for me, it's like also lying to myself, but also continue to numb myself of the things that I realized but I do not want to see. Yes. It is when it's the difference between you thinking life is happening uh, to you or happening mm-hmm. life is happening for you. That is the only difference when you start becoming responsible your own thoughts, emotions and actions. And you want to go back to sleep is like the movie of the Matrix, let's put it like that. The one mm-hmm. the blue the red pill. Yes, yes. The Matrix is a very good. Um, the whole series, um, even like the new, the newest one too. Yeah, they they have a whole big message about being your true self. And do you want to go back to the normal life, or you know, you will be willing to fight your way to knowing the truth, which is like ugly sometimes. But when you realize the truth, that's where you can make changes. Yes, it is true. Beautiful page. Do you have something else that you would like to add? Mm, I don't think so. I think um, yeah, we cover pretty 
pretty well, like the, the topic itself. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for watching. And if this resonates with you, please share it. It might not, uh, it might help you, or it might help someone, your friends, or someone, uh, someone that you love. And please share it. And uh, we will appreciate that because that way may help someone else. And don't forget, always be true to yourself and be always unique and be always you. Thank you so much for watching Soul Talk and or listening Soul Talk too. And thank you so much. And thank you. Thank you, Paige. Thank you, Monica. I appreciate you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. I would love to share with you my transformational system, Path to the Heart, that I created just for you. Head over to monicaramireswarrioflove.com and you will find free resources. In there, you can download a masterclass in how to stop being people pleaser and meditations to get you started.